Hey everybody, you're listening to Very Decent Chats, your weekly podcast with educational, inspirational and hopefully entertaining content about life hacks, relationships, spirituality, leadership, theology, comedy, uh, communication skills, creativity. <laughs> it's really about everything I find interesting and worth discussing. I'm really glad you could join me. My name is Andy Glowacki. I am your host. Let's dive in to this week's episode. So my guest today for this very decent chat is Ruben Debro. This is the first episode of this season, but let me just start off by saying that this is only part one of my very decent chat with Ruben, so make sure you tune in next week for part two. Also, if you don't want to miss out on part two of this episode, or if you just want to stay connected to very decent chats, I strongly suggest you simply subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. I know I only listen to podcasts that I actually subscribe to, and I think that's the case for most of us. So go ahead, click on that subscribe button, and that way you will never miss a Very Decent Chat in the future. You can also follow Very Decent Chats on social media platforms, such as Facebook and Instagram. And that's how you can join our community of Very Decent Chats enthusiasts. Facebook and Instagram are not only great places to connect with fellow listeners, you can also share your ideas there. Uh, leave your longer reviews and comments about the show. You can find out more about what's coming up on the show. You can get in touch with me directly. Uh, or you can share quotes, show notes, and other content from different episodes. So make sure you like Very Decent Chats Facebook page and follow Very Decent Chats on Instagram to stay connected. Finally, please make sure you check out and follow Ruben's own show, The Dabro Show. It's definitely worth subscribing to and I'll be including all the links to Ruben's show in the show notes for this episode as well. I'll have a bit more to say at the end, but for now, I hope you enjoy part one of my very decent chat with Ruben. Well, let's let's jump in. Yeah, bro. And I want to just kick off by saying thank you so much for saying yes uh, to me and wanting to be on very decent chats. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that, man. It's an honor. You said, you know, it's an honor, mate, because... If anyone can say that um, that it's a decent chat, that's that's a pat <laughs> on the back. I'll take it, dude. <laughs> well, that's what, that's what I'm hoping for. Sure. Uh, we have not seen each other for many, many years. I reckon. I reckon I met you in 2009. Yeah, maybe sure. 2008. Yeah. And then the last time we properly caught up and mm. had a decent chat back then. Yeah. Was maybe 2010. I'm not even sure. It's yeah. been a long time. It's been it's been 10 years. Yeah, it's been a while. It is. It's funny, isn't it? It's 2020. Mm. And at times you think, oh, yeah, 2006 was just the other day. Mm. And then you're like, wait, four, wait 14, 14 years. years. Four, wait. And I'm like, 14? No way. Like, you know what I mean? So that just, it always baffles me because it's almost half my life. You know, I'm 35 yeah. now. So, yeah, I'm not great with math, but yeah. it's almost <laughs> half my life. But it's been a while. You know, we've, been doing our thing i've been some places you've been some places yeah. and now we come back together yeah it's That's good it. so it's, it's awesome to be here, man. it's awesome it's, it's great to come back together and have a chat hmm. um so what's been happening man i the last time i saw you, you were single hmm. you were working for the vodafone or it used to be something else it used to be three three yeah, mobile man. three, mobiles. three back, mobile the back best in the day. oh that was when that was when phones were at, at their best the iPhone was just coming in, yeah. And I wasn't a fan of the first iPhone. I really wasn't. I 
I, I love them, but I wasn't because I hadn't really used it. So I was kind of like, what is this new thing? I don't want to do this. And But uh, it was when, yeah, phones were, it was fine. And there was cricket, three mobile, it was cricket. If you did well, they took you to the cricket. They sent you to, they sent you to places like I remembered being sent to watch Rihanna right. uh, in concert and get backstage pass. Ah, that's awesome. Yeah, funny, uh, funny story. Uh, but I went backstage and because of my personality, because of who I am, mm. which is, hi, how are you going? Like, yeah. no problems. I don't care who you are. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm good at what I do. Might not be on such a scale as what you do, but hi, I'm Ruben. How are you? And she was like, oh, hi. Like, you know, and uh, the manager was there at the time as well. And it was like, all right, well, let's have a photo. And She's very short, but I didn't exactly quite know, but she was in huge heels and there may have been an accidental uh, where my hand was meant to go on her back and it was kind of like a lower back, if you know what I mean. Right. Not lower, lower back, but lower back. And and she kind of flinched and I went, oh, I'm really sorry. I, I didn't really, uh, I, you know, it was very <laughs> awkward, very awkward. Wow. But I was like, played it off like that. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not a creep. I just went, oh, sorry, you know, I didn't really realize where you are. And uh, and then we got our photo and, and I said, man, great to meet you. Awesome. You're, an, you know, you're a great singer, all of those things. Um, thanks. I really appreciate it. And as I walk off, I swear I hear her talk to her handlers and they're like, and she's like, is that guy intoxicated? <laughs> I kind of looked back and was like, I don't even drink. I said, this is this is just normal creepo me, man. Like, that's not who I am. But yeah, so yeah, wow. Rihanna, that was fun. Cricket, all the rest for the three mobile. And yeah, I don't know, man, what else? It's, it's a lot been, of things. A lot of things. Yeah, well, this is actually, yes, yeah, so I remember you selling me my first phone in Australia. Because I came to Australia. That's, <laughs> that's how we met, I think. No, we met, we met in... in in church. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's Polish. how we met. Polish church. Yeah, because I'm Polish. Yeah. You're sort of Polish. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, Tuck. That's the story there. Tuck. Yeah. Tuck, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Very good. Yeah, so my, my babcha, my grandma is uh, from Warsaw, Poland, and my surname is Debro. So my, my father was born here in Australia, but he's, so it's, he'd be Dobrovsky. Right. And so, but when he was younger, he, he wanted to change his name. He he just i don't know he loved the aspect of being australian he loved the sun you know fell in love with surfing but he was like one of those typical like wog boys like he had the right, mustache right. at eight he had a mustache <laughs> like at like eight or ten years old like dead set serious and and so he looked a lot older anyway ran away from home when he was like 12 14 back and forth 16 and then left and changed his name when he was about 19 to debro and um and so because of the Polish background because of the war, I guess, and, and the downtroddenness of Poland. He didn't want to live under that cloud of maybe angst and, and fair fair play as well because it was pretty mm. harsh for them at that time. So, yeah, so he changed his name to Debro and he's Australian and the irony is people still can't spell Debro. They couldn't spell Dabrowski. They still can't spell Debro. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I'm a Debro and... So there's my kids and bit of bit of Polish blood. Yeah, yeah, and that's why yeah, we I sold I sold Kuba his first phone. Jacob. And yes, of course yep. he, he's like, Yeah, I play music. I'm like, Yeah, cool, man. And he's like, Yeah, I play in a band and all this and um do you play music? And I said, Oh, I once you was play a drummer. drums, but yeah. yeah. I said, I once was a drummer. I used to play a little bit. Like I could play the drums. I'm not a drummer. 
there's a difference. It's, different it's like thing. knowing how to fish and being a fisherman. There's a right. way different, way right, 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 different. Right. So I can drum, but uh, and he was like, "You can drum." I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "You're in." <laughs> I'm like, "You don't even know me. I'm selling you a phone, dude. What do you every mean?" Every church needs a drummer. I yeah, a correct. <laughs> and so he then says, "Well, just come along to the youth or whatever." So I said, yeah. "Okay." So I rock up. There's like six people, you know, and then the bands like, as in. Just band night, just playing, just to like, uh, what would we call it? Like jam session. Yeah, jam session, yeah. And they're like, all right, Ruben, sit up on the drums. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, don't even, I haven't even met anyone. I don't even know you guys. Yeah. And he's like, you know me? That's it. That's you know Cooper? That's it. And I was like, all right. They want to sing in Polish. They want to sing like church songs in Polish. So I know the songs they're playing. I know sort of the melody and the rhythm of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just clicked. It was a real weird thing. And you but stayed. it just clicked. And so, you know, call it whatever you want to call it, spirit, whatever, but it yeah. clicked. And mm, so mm. I, I then just said, seems like home to me. So I was home in the Polish church for a good, I think it was two years, three years. Oh, I'm not yeah. sure, but it was solid. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, cool, but... that's how we met. Sorry, go on. And that's how we met. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how we met then. And I was the drummer and notoriously late and uh, <laughs> how do I stop off at McDonald's preacher <laughs> for an orange juice and a yeah. hash brown but <laughs> all right yeah so that's how we met in in Polish church and then you selling my first phone and I remember this day distinctly because I got my first car on the same day hmm. and I actually got it from Cuba Right. <laughs> but so I so cool, I got, short, cool. That's it. So wow. I got so I bought the car. It was like an yeah. old Camry, nineteen eighty nine. You know, sure. And I bought the car from Cuba in the morning, mm. and then we had a chat before. And then you said to me, "Well, just come to the store in the evening, and you can get your phone. I'll get you set up." Sure. So I got the car in the morning, drove to the city. Uh, so you got the phone. Forgot what the phone was, but yeah. Anyway. And then the reason why I'm remembering this day is yeah. because on the way back to my house, I had a car accident. Oh, on the same day, no. I got the car and got the phone. So I was like, oh, I'm never going to forget this You weren't looking day. at the phone whilst no, you were setting up I mean, I don't think it was even set up. I mean, the SIM card was in it, but yeah. it wasn't actually operational. Oh, or wow. So uh, it was winter. I remember it was raining. And yeah, crazy. That's no fun. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's why I remember this day. That's why I remember you. Ah, memorable. There are other reasons. Uh, but I was going to say, um, and sort of, you know, there will be a good segue probably for the, for the next part of the conversation. But I remember you from Polish Church times and being part of a team, playing drums and just being part of the youth mm-hmm. uh, team there and just hanging out at church. And I remember you as... Uh, well, that was going. That's what's going. Was going on in my mind anyway, because I was, you know, sort of fresh off the boat, just came from Poland, <laughs> and I remember you thinking about you as like the embodiment of what it means to be Australian, just, like blonde wow. hair, like a wow. surfer type dude, relaxed, yeah. you know, speaks way too fast for me to understand what's going on, yeah. like just really chill, doesn't care about anything. And then, so I got to know you, and I remember you were like, you know, the life of the party, very extroverted. With that, mm-hmm. Haven't, hasn't changed obviously no. <laughs> um, you know and you, it was just like it was just good to be around you, you know, it was uh-huh. a very personable person yeah. and I remember then I think one on Facebook and Facebook was just coming in actually yeah. and, and your profile came up as a friend suggestion Yeah. and what I saw was you know how on Facebook you've got like your education whatever sure and then it says works at that's it living, living the dream living the dream 
And I, right. I looked at that and I was like, man, that is so cool. I've never changed it. I've, yeah. I've, thank you. Very kind words, mate. It's humbling. Uh, yes, I've always, I've always worked at living the dream. Yeah. Whether or not it's mine or someone else's, I've always tried. Yeah. I've always tried to enjoy, be, have passion for what I do, mm. uh, be it's it's a privilege you're breathing mm. it's a privilege you you, you know you, you've got breath in your lungs you're blessed you're you're here whether or not you know there's ailments and things like that you're still here and mm. you're here for a reason and i've always just loved and tried to love life and tried to love everything about it the ups and the downs the mm. downs teach you more than the ups generally speaking so yeah I've always just tried to live the dream. Obviously, from the outside looking in, it's like Instagram or any one of those things. Sometimes people can look at your social media and they can see a pretty picture. I don't think I've been one of those people. I've, I've, I've kept pretty consistent on there to mm. where I share what I feel and who I mm. am, mm. not just yeah. the glossy, not just the great, but the ups and the downs as well. And But because, uh, again, like I only got... Facebook because it was a it was a <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't single at the time I had a girlfriend and it was a challenge because she got Facebook and she said oh I've already got like 300 friends that's amazing and I was like that's nothing <laughs> I was like that's nothing I said like I'd have like 500 within a day She's just like, what? And only because I've, I've had a lot of friends from a lot of different industries, a lot of different worlds, uh, whatever I've stepped into. Again, like just try to have fun, mm. laugh at the party. I don't want to you know, piss too many people off. But truth can do that. But I've always tried to be who I am. And so, again, yeah, so I got like 600 within a day. <laughs> and it was like, ha ah. yeah. <laughs> And then I didn't really care, but okay, I'll post some things. And it's not really who I am, but I kind of got into it as a challenge. Like yeah. most wow. things, like most things, we're sitting here. This was a challenge to me. Okay. Doing this was a challenge because I've watched, you know, the Joe Rogan experience. I've, I've watched Jocko Willink. I've watched you know, Dr. Rhonda, like, there's a lot of people I've watched on YouTube and, and had their own show. And I said, I could do that. Mm. Like maybe not have millions of followers and everything like that, but I could do that. Mm, yeah. And so then I said, really? And I have this internal battle with myself that goes, no, you couldn't. And I'm <laughs> like, yes, I could. And I will. And I'll show you. Like I have this challenge in my head that says, oh, I don't think you can. And uh, it plays off against each other. And, and so then I say, well, I think I can. And so then I set it up slowly but surely. And then I've got my own little show. And, and, mm. the, and the name, The Debro Show, just worked well. I was mm. like, that's people, sound have good. Oft, people have often said that. They're like, oh, what is this, The Debro Show? Like, you know, about something <laughs> when I've been around. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I guess it is. It, to the point where I started the show. And if you've watched any of my show, you would have known that. I started it because I wanted to sit down with my father. Yeah. That was the whole point because a lot of young men don't know their father or don't have a good father or, you know, and, and I have a great father, you know, and so the troubles came when I was young and he was there and stayed with us and brought four kids up, do you know what I mean, mm. uh, on his own. So that showed me what a man was, warts and all. He's not perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Far from it. But when pressure came, he stood and withstood the storm 
And that shows what a man can do, you know, uh, through times of trouble, not just through the good times, through yeah. the times of trouble. And and so, and that's why, I'm, that's why I've got that uh, tattoo on my back down my spine. It's the the name Debro okay. down my spine because my dad was the backbone of the family, and that's why. And he changed his name because if it was Dabrowski. Oh, that's too many letters down my spine. That's <laughs> too Polish. Mate, where, where's the SKI going to go? Right? The W is down at the that's tailbone. It. So I was like, no, no, Debro will do. But, yeah, that's in honour of my father. And the irony is he doesn't like tattoos. But uh, <laughs> eventually once I showed him and uh, he, he came around and, and, and then was like, oh, you know, I'll put cream on it, I'll help you. But he, he didn't like it in the first part. But, yeah, yeah so the challenge Challenge has always, yeah, challenge has always inspired me. Um, not, nothing, you know, too challenging like, oh, you know, I want to be prime minister. No, 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 no. Like I've never cared for that. But if I care for something and there's a challenge that I think I could, I could do that, even though it might be far-fetched or anything like that, but it seems achievable, I'll go for it mm. and I'll do it. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't care to fail. So he's living the dream about facing challenges and every day coming out on top. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, every day mm. and failing every day. Yeah, like living the dream is not just success. Yeah. Like if you're always succeeding, you are not trying hard enough. You have to fail in order to succeed. I've I've always said that that if I ever wrote a book somehow, right? If I ever did, it'd be called "Hurry Up and Fail," because and that's what I'm teaching oh, my I my like boys that. because. The, the earlier you realise that failure is just the, the start of success. Like if you're great at everything straight away, like you'd be bored out of your brain. So, you know, it's the old 10,000 hours really to become a mm. professional at anything. Generally speaking, you must apply yourself for 10,000 hours. And, you know, so whatever your passion is or whatever you pick up that you go, ooh, this, this seems good, you're never going to nail it first mm. go like that's why you have to you want to be a plumber takes four years you want to be a carpenter takes four years you know you want to be podcaster takes a lifetime probably but probably. you don't know like you just you just keep going and you slip up and you say Ugh. but it's important to learn from it like seek out where you fail seek it find it find where you fail and say okay why why is so important what why why did i fail was I nervous? Was I was I underprepared generally? That's probably what it will be. You haven't done your ten thousand hours, or you know, or was it my was my heart not in it? Was I influenced like the outside influences? Did it stop me from you know fulfilling? Or was I scared? The fear. Sometimes people don't want to fully succeed. It's a weird one. Sometimes fear of the unknown or fear mm. of that's as good as you'll get. They don't want to ever get there. Or, you know, it's, it's yeah. a weird one. But, yeah, living the dream, yeah, once I put that up there, that was it because I always, that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I've ever wanted to do. Man, just it, live it, the was, dream. it was so cool. I remember looking at it and <laughs> that is awesome. And I knew that this was going to be one of the things that I was going to remember you by. And then mm. when I decided to have a conversation with you, and you said, yes, I, I just knew that this was going to be like the main, like an overarching theme for mm. the conversation. And so let me ask you this, sure. and this is maybe going to 
bring us back a bit um, to your early days. Sure. Um, you mentioned your your father and yep. he being the reason for for what you do uh, on your show. Absolutely. Um, so let me ask you this: If you had a chance to make a movie and call it "Living the Dream," sure. And you were the director. Sure. What would be the first scene? Living tragedy. The dream mm. Start with tragedy. Yeah. Don't know. That was just my thought process. Okay. Uh, when I was a kid, my mum uh, walked out, and she had her reasons. I'm sure. Um, but that was the same I saw in my mind just um, yeah her walking out tragedy I don't know why well I do know why uh, because tragedy is moving it, 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 it sets a scene it sets a tone it sets and I love a good triumph you know mm. I love it. so start with tragedy end with triumph you know or that, that's, that's generally how we live, I mean, tragedy, like, or just pain, I guess. Out of pain comes true beauty. Nothing. What is it? There's anything, anything beautiful is born of pain or something, I believe. But yeah, childbirth, you know, same thing. Huge pain. Yeah. Huge pains. Now that I'm a father and I know from the two boys that my wife's had, but I've had to endure watching mm. and, and standing with her at that moment, nothing Beautiful is easy. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. And so, yeah, starting with tragedy, it's a good start. Good start. Like I, want, I read on Twitter today, I think, and there's nothing like being broke as a good motivator. <laughs> yeah. I went, yeah. You know, you look at The Rock, calls his company called Seven Bucks. Yep. Because he had seven bucks to his name, you know. Yes, he didn't also say that his father was and his grandfather very, very famous, like in in that world of wrestling and things like that, you know. And then he was a very, very good NFL, even as a kid, uh, on the way up on the ranks. But still, you know, still seven bucks. And then, yeah. uh, you know, and now look at him. But yeah, you know, he's got he's seven a, trillion he's, bucks. He's an inspiration. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess I, I don't really look to man for inspiration that much, really, at all. Um, even my father, I. It's like anything. It's like even people speaking, even preaching, anything. Mm. You chew the meat, you spit out the bones. Yeah. Because whenever you find people, you'll find a problem. Even with me, you'll find something wrong with me. I. I I won't, like I say this, but I do something else quite differently or, you know, and so you're never going to agree with it, every single thing someone says. So you just chew the meat and you spit out the bones. Mm. And so, yeah, that, yeah, The Rock doesn't inspire me. <laughs> I love his story. I love, you know, yeah. I love Conor McGregor. I mean, these ones on my wall, yeah. the, these men don't inspire me. They just, they interest they interest me in what mm. they do. They're overcoming, overcoming pain, overcoming tragedy, uh Ailing heaps in order yeah. to succeed. Yeah. You know, one thing I love about mixed martial arts is they always say that no one ever takes a loss in the gym. That's the point. As in, there's no such thing as losing in the gym. You either win or you learn. That's it. And it's the same in life. If you can keep to that motto of it's either we win or we learn. So there's no losing. As long as you don't stop, you know, fall down seven times, get up eight. Mm. It just that's life you you know my father taught me three words we press on 
that's that's basically I remember when you know like the first scene in that movie. That's good. You know, I remembered seeing him, and he was like, "Well, we press on, son. That's that's what happens. Unfortunately, life can be hard sometimes, and I'm teaching that to my boys as we speak, and mm. and I'm relearning that every day of my life. You know, mm. because although I'm still living the dream, it's not the exact dream I had in mind. <laughs> I'll right. be honest, it's not the exact dream I had in mind. Okay. But it's it's a dream, definitely. Yeah. I'm blessed. Very much. We we mentioned church at the beginning of the conversation, then yeah. you mentioned preaching and then blessing. Absolutely. Um, so how, how important is spirituality as part of that dream for you? Oh, it's the most crucial. Absolutely. Absolutely. So without dwelling in the Holy Spirit, mm. there's no growth. So, you know, as a Christian, you can read all you like, but if if you're not getting a you know a, a touch of the Holy Spirit on a daily basis, if you can, you know what I mean? Like you can't just say, oh, you know, every Sunday or every other Sunday, because that's what it turns out into. <laughs> and then oh every other convention or every other, you know, meeting. And then suddenly it's Four years since my last, you know, yeah, um, blessing of the spirit, you know, and so that's just through prayer, through you know, through uh, listening to worship a lot. Like that's when I'll find it. Yeah, I'll find it a lot through worship. Just driving in in my car on the way to work. Mm. I'll man, I'll be screaming, I'll be gushing. Like mm. a lot of times, those who know me know I'm I'm either all in or I'm not. And so at times, I'm not into it. But sometimes I'm, I'm all in and, yeah, people driving yeah. past must be like, what's going what? on with that guy? <laughs> is he all right? <laughs> He's just worshipping. Yeah. Hey, so is this something that's been part of your life since the beginning? Or like, yeah, how did my, you my get dad, into it? Yeah, I'm a pastor's kid. Oh, okay, so cool. PK. My, my dad's a preacher. So. Oh, wow. And my dad's not the new age street preacher, but my, my okay. dad was a preacher in the street um, back when he was first you know converted into Christianity and... He was like, hey, I've got a good book and I want to tell the good news. So he went out there and, and spoke on the street. And it was different, though. He, he didn't, you know, you're all going to hell. Like he, he didn't yeah. say that. But he would just say, all right, we're turning to Matthew chapter 6. We're going to talk about this and that. And, hey, if anyone's got any questions, I'd love to help. All wow. right, so we're, we're, Matthew, we're, we're here and, you know, and then we're, you know. And he'd just go on and, and people would be like, nah, man, what about this? And he'd be like, hey, I'm glad you asked. All right, let's talk about that. Cool. And he saw, you know, he saw some souls converted. He, saw, he was doing the Lord's work. Tough gig, man. Wow. And then, of course, you know, he then was a pastor of churches and different churches. And then just, you know, and I've been in churches all my life. And, you know, sometimes if I was sick and didn't go to church, like a tenth of the congregation weren't there. <laughs> like we're talking very yeah. small churches. Right. And then, of course, you know, I could find myself in big churches. But, um yeah, pastor's kids. So I made a decision for Christ when I was very early on. I, I remembered being envious of my brother. I remembered my brother was quite spiritual. I was like, huh. And he seemed quite grounded in what he, like quite focused, quite grounded in what he wanted to, like how he wanted to believe in Christ and just how he wanted to walk with Christ. And we're talking like pretty early on. And I just couldn't seem to do it. I couldn't seem to get it. I it just okay. I was waiting for just a touch, and, and then 
it truly came. It doesn't come for everybody, but a, a real revelation when I was about 19 years of age and I was at a, I was with a girl I shouldn't have been with. Yeah. I was at a church I shouldn't have been at, listening to a man I've never heard again. And he had a word and it was for me and everybody knew it. Everyone turned around and I was, it was weird. It was like, he just, you know, he just wanted to say God loves you. It, it was just weird. Boom. It was just bang on me. Like it, it was spot on. And I was wearing a um, light blue t-shirt and I'll never forget it because it was navy afterwards. Mm. Like it felt like a lightning bolt wow. went through my body, sweat all over my shirt, like just boom. My brother, because he was there for some reason too, and he looked at me and was like, well, that was for you. And I'm like, yeah, I think so. And to anyone listening who you know has no idea, I just you know I encourage you to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John of the Bible if you want. You get yeah. a bit more of an idea. Uh, everything else will come from there. But you know, I felt the Holy Spirit, and it that was it. Doesn't mean I'm like I never did anything wrong after that. No, 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 no. no. Mm. I still did some things wrong, but in doing those things wrong, I was always humbled back into the flock and. That's why, you know, the, the song where he says, I'll leave the 99. Oh, it's the uh, yeah. Reckless Love, I think. Reckless it is. Love. Yeah. Oh, reckless it's a great love. song. That's what I'm saying, man. Reckless Love. He left them for me. Mm-hmm. And I know that. And I've always been one of those people that, you know, those who are really loved can love. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... Yeah, I felt like I really felt God's love in my life, like just heavy, 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 heavy. So then I've always felt at ease loving other people. You know what I mean? If you're yeah, not loved yeah. when you're a kid, man, yeah, pretty tough. I was loved, but I'm just saying like I've always felt like even when I did wrong, it's so weird in my life, even when I've done wrong things, I felt like God just kept on loving me harder, like even more, just lavished more money or more this or more that. And I'd be like, well, I don't deserve this because of what I've done. And I come back into the fold and go and get back on my knees and be like, I'm really sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, like different way of doing it. Mm. Like, because it'd be like my son disobeying me and me just like, that's all right. You can have an ice cream. And him disobeying me, that's all right. I'll buy you the bike. And eventually him going, stop giving me things, man. <laughs> like, oh, and humbling. Do you know what I mean? But that's yeah. why he's the father and I'm not. I'm, yes. I'm, you know, I'm the dad to my boy, but he's the true father. Like, I, I, I don't have the patience. I couldn't do that. Yeah. If my boy disobeys me, I'm not happy. I'm no, trying to no help him. for him, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind <laughs> of like, hey, man, I'm, I'm trying to do good by you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So Jesus obviously is a huge part of your uh, dream. Absolutely. Dream. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which is which He's is everything. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Christ is everything to me that... Without Christ, I have no. I don't have life. Like I, I just know that it's, the revelation to me is so true that, like, if someone says to me, you know, how do you know he's real? Well, not just because of that experience, but lots got to do with that experience. But mm. there's many, many, many things that have happened in my life that have been pretty major that I've then gone and you know I can't rattle them off now, but mm. I know them. I know them, and I'm like, yeah. wow, you were there. Wow, you were there. Like a story in the Bible where it says, you know when they crossed the river and God told them to put 12 large stones in the river yeah. so that whenever the tide got low, they could remember God was with them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's really cool. So 
in my life, I've often when things are really hard and it's come through, I'll try to go, that's a stone right there. Do you know what I mean? So that oh, I can a- always look back. I'll go, oh, times are tough, man. Where are you? And I'll look back and go, well, he was there for me then. And he was there for me then. And he'll yeah. be for me again. It's a really great way of looking at it, man. Mm. I, I, lo- I love it. Mm. Wow, how good was this chat? Uh, I really enjoyed catching up with Ruben and, and I really hope you found this to be a very decent chat as well. Let me just remind you that this was only part one of my very decent chat with Ruben. Part two is coming up next week, so stay tuned for that. And hey, if you've just finished listening to this and you thought to yourself, that truly was a very decent chat I just listened to. Seriously then, feel free to write a review on iTunes or any other platforms that will allow you to do so. Positive reviews really go a long way and they help others find Very Decent Chats podcasts, especially on iTunes. So don't be shy, go and write that review and maybe even share this podcast with your friends. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this Very Decent Chat. My name is Andy Glowacki and I absolutely loved being your host for this episode. Have a great week, take care, and I'll catch you in the next episode of Very Decent Chats.